Decide not to use it. Curry, way down to What's up, basketball people? Welcome back to the Step Back. Um, I'm your host, Kyle Coleman. I'm Pat. And we got a bunch of fun stuff to get into, so let's just jump in right off the top. Dude, what do you want to talk about? Dude, all right, so I think we should jump in right away because Zach Levine joined a We're very— crazy Yeah, yeah, so he joins a very unique club because do you know how many—that uh, that 50 points club is a different club. I mean, it's— you're scoring 50 points in an NBA game. Yeah, do you know it's, how many, it's half the do you know points how many, your team needs. Totally. Yeah. Like, do you know how many guys have played in the NBA and never scored 20 points, 25, yeah, yeah. 30, 35, 40, 45, even 50? So, um, awesome showing by Zach Levine. Uh, it's, he's definitely got that in his, in his bag. Uh, he's averaging 30 a game this year. He's been awesome or close to it. Um, but the real question is, or the real problem is, Bulls lost. Um, with Levine and Boots, they combined for, what, 75 and 18 rebounds? So I think only 27 or 28 players in NBA history have ever scored 50 in a game. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there you go. He's in that, he's in that club. And I, I, I don't know, man. You can't lose that game last night. Okay, so, like, yeah, I watched the, the entire game from the tip. We're talking about here, in case anyone's just tuning in here, we're talking about the Bulls and the Hawks. So what would it have been? It's Friday night? Yeah. All right, so... It starts, the game starts, and basically, like, Zach is getting everything he wants early on. Right. And then, like, he's, in the, in the, early on in the second quarter, he's hitting ridiculous threes, like, falling away. Right. Or, like, where he's moving full speed, and he just stop and pop from right. three. Yeah. Like, dude, he's hitting ridiculous shots. So, like, by halftime, dude, he's got, what, 41 or something like yeah. that? 40. He had, like, 37 or 39 at halftime Whatever. or something. So, he's yeah. got, yeah, he's got 39 at the half. And he's seven of eight from deep, but here's the thing, dude. At halftime, they're up seven. Yeah. Like, dude, I was texting you the whole time I was watching. It's like, as much as it's cool that the Bulls can score basically every single time down the floor, the fact is like, Zach Levine's shooting ninety percent from the field, and you guys are up seven points. Like, here's the thing, man. Trey Young is just killing them on the other side, which yeah. is not the first time this season Trey has done that to them. It's, and it's the same thing, man. It's Trey just – he manipulate. he just spends the whole game at the free throw line, first of all. Uh, he spends the whole game at the free throw line. You can't foul him when he's going to the hoop. Like, he, th- he goes – You can't even hoop. guard him, he man. He goes to the hoop and he does the floaters off the crossover. Like, he brings the ball up the, t- up t- up the court. One guy comes out to pick him up, right? Comes out to pick up the ball. He crosses that guy, and then when the guy rotates in the lane, he hits a floater over the top of that guy. He did that six times in that game yesterday. The – Go they, ahead. They can't stop him. They can't stop Gallinari. They can't stop Bogdan. Like, these guys are just scoring almost whenever they want. So, like, all right. So, as a Bulls fan, I'm watching the game, and I'm feeling like we have control of it because we're up, you know, six, seven, eight points the whole time and because Levine's going crazy. Somewhere in the second quarter, I start feeling like it starts feeling like the Bulls of old where I'm like, Dude, if you have a guy going crazy like this, like, dude, it can't be a six-point game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have a guy on pace to drop 80 in an NBA game, like, 
man, like, and it's just so typical because, you know, with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, Trey gets a scoop layup to tie the game. Bulls come down and miss. Their offense starts to sputter. Zach can't get anything going. The Bulls have been relying on him. Kobe's bricking shots early in the fourth. And all of a sudden, Trey comes down, comes down again, comes down again. Gallo, Bogdan, Trey. And all of a sudden, it's eight-point Hawk lead. And I texted you, and I was like, they were winning this game. They're going to lose by a substantial margin. They'll lose by 10, 12 points, you know, whatever. It's like, it's not going to be a relatively close ending. It's Unbelievable, like, man. Yeah, man. And it's just, dude, the second half was just them panicking. Like them being like, oh, where did it go? We can't do yeah. what we were doing. Really. 50 points. Get him the ball. Get him the ball. And yeah. meanwhile, Trey Young is just calm and op running the offense. And he's just getting guys looks. He's setting the table. The same way he had been all game. Right. Trey had been playing like that all game. The only reason it didn't get brought up was because Levine had a couple more points the whole game. Right. But Trey was right on his heels the whole game, setting the table for his teammates the whole game. He had 42. He was setting the the table for his teammates the whole game, too, on top of 42 points. Totally. Dude, I knew someone in the third quarter. I was like, oh, the Bulls are going to lose this game because it's like – it just smelled like the Bulls of old, man. It did. It really just did. So – my whole thing for the Bulls is it's like, dude. Don't play any defense, man. Yeah, that's the You and I will go out there and score on those guys. So the problem is, is Vooch is not a anchor down there. Defensively. Yeah, no. He's not going to go down there yeah. and. But like, he plays good D down like there. Like he plays good switch D. He plays good help D. He's always rotating with his hands up in the restricted I mean, area. That's, that's causing cool that problems. he's trying, but it's like, dude, in a seven game series, Embiid, that's probably baby food. You know, so it's like this is probably not what we want. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we want. So what I'm saying, though, is not that that was the reason why they lost, but it's like, dude, I almost wish that they would just get everybody more involved. Dude, that's so true. It's like, dude, the 75 and 18 rebounds from Levine and Vooch last night, it's like, dude. They combined for 75 points and 28. Yeah, 28 rebounds, whatever it is. It's like, dude. I need other guys involved. So it's like, dude, I like their bench. So let me let me do this real quick. So their starting five is you start Sadoransky, which we've talked about this before. We kind of like Sadoransky. I like him personally just with Vooch. I think that Vooch makes guys better, which is weird. We've never had that before in Chicago. But I am saying that like even that I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And especially right now, they can't make any moves. They're stuck. You gotta ride with what you got. So you got to make it work. But like I was telling you before we started, there was a play yesterday where Levine has a ball and he drives. He penetrates. Gets past the first line of defense. Uh, the bigs rotate down into the restricted area. And Vooch pops out to the three-point line. Now, Zach is in trouble because there's two or three bigs that have come and, you know. Yeah, closed down. Closed yeah. down in the restricted area. So now Levine turns around, kicks it back out to Vooch, who's at the top of the key. Standing dead straight at the top of the key at the three-point line. And there's a guy coming, rotating over to him. But there's Sadoransky in the corner. And Vooch sees that uh, the guy from over here is rotating to him at the top of the key and sees that there's nobody over there. So he immediately throws an awesome swing pass over to Sadoransky in the corner because the defense was too late to rotate. And he literally stopped and he looked at the rim for three full seconds before putting the ball on the floor dribbling into the mid-range area and then kicking it back out and not knowing what to do. Totally. It's like, but it's like, dude, I'm with you. And I, I think I like Sadoransky, like I said, with Vooch. I think Vooch is like a guy that we can bring in Chicago. He shoots 40% from deep this year, Sadoransky totally, yeah, does. But then totally. I need you to like shoot it. You yeah, need to like totally. play Show like, me that you could shoot. You need you know? to play like the 
teams who win. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, you, we have to play like that. Yeah. We have to play that style of basketball. No, I, I agree, man. And it's like, dude, if we go down the line here, so it's like Sadorinsky is whatever. Levine just scored 50. I mean, he's, he's having awesome. a 28 okay. a game and an all-star. Your three is Pat Williams is, is 19. Your four is Thad Young. Young. Which I love that. You probably we should probably talk about extending that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And your five is Vooch, and then on the bench you got Kobe White, which is I mean he's twenty years old, lottery pick, right? Yep. Your two is Troy Brown. Your three is you know Denzel Valentine, whatever you want to call that. Laurie and Tice. Yeah. It's a nice. That's a nice ten guys that you can play. I agree. So it's like, dude. They got to figure out a way to play more defense. All right, well, we should have seen this coming, though. When we brought in Vooch, we should have seen this coming. We should have looked at this. And been we like, did. We Vooch did. You and not, I talked about this. Right. But he's not an elite defender. He's And in this league, if you're not an elite defender, it's almost like, eh, you're either you're a elite bad or you're yeah, a bad. You're a plus defender yeah. or a minus defender. Totally. All right. But here's the thing, dude. This is another thing that like, I want to talk about was like the team, first of all, like, this deal was made at the deadline, the day of the deadline. So, like, they're not done. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they look at this roster and go, okay, we have what we think right. we need to compete for a championship. No, they had a terrible roster, one of the worst teams in the league. They were able to make a move or two or a couple moves and create a 70% improved roster. You know totally. what I mean? But it's not 100%. There's still 30% yeah. that needs to be fixed. One of the things that needs to be fixed, yes, we need to address a point guard and we need right. to address defense. Now, Hey, can we combine those two and go after Alonzo? Maybe. That'd be cool. The point is, yeah, they don't play any defense. They have one guy in their starting five that even considers himself a defender, and that's Pat Williams. Yeah. All right. Here's my question. When you make this move and you trade Wendell, two firsts, and Otto for Vooch, right? Vooch is 30. Levine's 25. So your timeline is like you have Vooch on a three-year deal. So you want to try to win or at least compete before Vooch is 33, right? That's right. the idea. Yeah. All right. So look at the teams that are competing and have for two decades. Right. Do they have any of these 19-year-olds on the team who – and I don't mean a 19-year-old who's going to be a role player. I mean one of these 19-year-olds who you're trying to breed into a, a fringe yeah, star. Yeah, well, excluding like Ja and Zion who are already there. Because they're already star yeah, players yeah, in the totally. NBA. I'm talking about more like your Larry Markkinen's, your Kobe White's, your Pat Williams guys. Are those the type of players that are on championship contenders? Not really. They replace those young guys with super high ceilings who might be some team's franchise cornerstone someday, like a Corey White or Kobe White or a Larry Markkinen. Yeah. They replace those guys with like veterans, like tra- like Ariza and totally. stuff like that. So like, my question is like. So you're able to move a young asset, Wendell, two firsts, and some cap filler for a star. You still have three young assets, man. Right. You still have Kobe White, Larry Markkinen, and Patrick Williams. I kind of so in my, I know what you're gonna say. You like Patrick Williams. Yeah, but I think that the young thing kind of depends on what the guy, who the guy is, and what they do. Well, it seems like all these young guys. Because it's like, dude, if we're talking about Hero, like Hero's a young guy, but he reigns. That's fair. So it's like that's dude, a good counterpoint. Because I was gonna say, like, it seems like these young guys. They're not ready to play on a winning team, play play real minutes on a winning team in winning time in the third and fourth quarter of a playoff game. Yeah, because it's like they're just not in the right spot yet. It's not has nothing to do with their skills. Their skills are obviously there. 
Right. But it's like they're just they don't know but what they to can't do have right. a big role. It's like the right. only guy that I could really think of that has a big role like that that isn't already set as the number one guy as a ninth like Zion or John Morant is Tyler Hero. Where That's he, a great call. He yes. comes yeah. in and he comes in and knocks down shots because he's a shooter. But it's like, dude, if these young guys but are going to come like the in the Bulls, league, if the Bulls are really trying to compete in the next three years, because that's what you have to do with Vucevic's contract, contract, is it really necessary to have three of these guys that you're banking on? Can we take Kobe and Lowry and flip them for another superstar? So like we just did. Totally. And yes, then Patrick we Williams, can do that. I like Patrick Williams, but he's not ready yet. But that's fine. He can be my bench wing. I don't know if, I, if Patrick Williams is a starting three on a championship contender. So my thing is that's what— But we need the defense and the length and right, the athleticism right. for sure. So Patrick Williams' best asset is his defense. Of course. Right? And rebounding which, and hustle. Which gives him the ability to stay on the floor. He's going to stay on the floor because he plays defense. You know? So it's like, dude— I get that he's young, but it's like, dude, I have nobody else on my bench that can play defense. So I'm talking about in the future, play. though. I'm not talking oh, about yeah, right okay. now. I'm talking about, like, for next year because yeah. I'm saying they're not you, done. you got to right? keep gonna Patrick make... Williams. Yeah, I probably think so, too, and I think he's probably the only young guy you keep. And because as, he plays defense. As much as, yeah. it, like, is I don't like – dude, nobody wants to move on from young guys who have high ceilings. Totally. Even Kobe White, who you look at and you get frustrated now, you're like, dude, when he's 26, he might be awesome. Yeah. You want to hold on to him just in case that happens. Mm -hmm. That being said, when you're in a position to possibly compete like you are now with Zach and Vooch, you might want to move on from these guys and look, for, and look to adding more value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because – in a championship role, like, dude, you don't, there's not enough space on the floor for three 19 year olds. Or fine, they'll be 20 years. Well, 20. the Bulls put themselves in the contending boat. Yes, and now they have all this value yeah. on their roster that they can flip. Yeah, this is we're, amazing. We're, dry, we're in the like, we're in the contending boat. I mean, we're, we're on that boat, dude. So it's like, if we're going to go out and get Vooch, they're obviously not done. They're going to make yeah, moves yeah, that's what I'm saying, to make sure. this team better. So it's like, of dude. Course. That's and a so, brutal like, I think, loss, man. And I think Patrick Williams is the one that you keep because he's the one who plays defense. Right. You know what I mean? That's my whole so, point. So your point guard, as of right now, I'm not talking about next season. Now I'm talking about this year. Your point guard plays no D. Your two guard plays no D. Your wing plays no D. Your four plays no D. And your five plays no D. I'm sorry. Your wing plays D. You have one guy, Pat Williams, who's out there known as a defender. You have yeah. one guy who plays D. That's why I've been harping on bringing in a point guard who is a quarterback, an old school point guard who also plays D. There aren't a lot of those guys. There's a handful of them. Chris Paul is one of them. Lonzo is one of them. I want, like, the high IQ. I don't care what your points per game are. Totally. You get more than eight assists per game, I totally. want that guy. Yeah. Especially if he plays D. I want a defensive point guard because now all of a sudden you take a defensive point guard and you have Patrick Williams out there, and now we're talking about a defensive point guard. Let's call him Lonzo. A defensive point guard who gets guys involved. Then you have Levine. Then you have Pat Williams. Then you have Thad Young. And then you have Vooch. That is a competitive team. Two defenders on it, one of whom who spends all game setting the table for his teammates and getting his guys involved. And then you have Vooch and Levine, your two all-stars. That is like a real thing. So, like, if you want to keep Pat Williams to be your defensive specialist as your wing and run that, but you have to run that with another defensive player. You can't get another point guard who doesn't play defense. Right. Because then you have point guard, shooting guard, four, and five. Who are not good defenders. Thad Young's an okay defender, but it's not his, right. it's not his yeah. thing. Yeah, but um, I, I will say, I mean, as we're nitpicking this Bulls 
Bulls team and kind of taking it apart. I do want to say that Zach's defense has gotten a lot better than what it was. I mean, he's he uses kind of his athleticism more. It seems like he's trying and yeah, just he comes has up more with a lot active of, he hands. Comes up with a lot of totally, and, yeah. totally. So I don't know, man. That's a brutal game to lose last night. There's no Collins. You have to win that game. Yeah, you got you to have to, to win, win four game. in a row. So that's what we were saying before. It's like, damn, bro. There's like 20 games left. 25 game, whatever. Not huh? even. Not yeah. Even. So it's like, all right. So let's talk about like the Bulls and where they are in the standings. All right. So they are right now. They're in the 10 seed. So they're in the 10 seed. They're what was it? They're three games back of the eighth seed. It's the Pacers. I think it's five. The Pacers are in nine, and the Knicks. I'm doing this all from memory. And oh. the Knicks are in eight, and we're two games back of the Pacers and three games back of the Knicks for the eighth seed. Right, right, yes. right. You're right. That was on all that. by You're memory, right by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ching. All right. So, so they're sitting in the 10 seed. They're two games back from the nine seed of the Pacers. They're three. They're three games back from the eighth seed, the Knicks. But here's the cool thing is you go all the way up to the four seed where the Hornets are sitting, and that's only eight games away. Is right. it eight or is it five? It's five. It's five games away, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yes, you're two games away from the nine seed. You're three games away from the eight seed, which is a playoff spot. But then to be home court advantage sitting in the four seed is, yeah, is I mean, five yeah, yeah, games totally. away. Yeah. As we've been saying for like two months now, this whole Eastern Conference is like at least the middle of it from three down. Or from four down, four, five, six, seven, and eight, plus nine and ten for the playing tournament, is wide open in the East. Any of these teams right. now, obviously, are the Bulls going to win a title this year? No, of course not. The idea is like, can we get a little playoff experience for these guys together, right. so that next year when we have like a more complete roster, they I don't some... want the eight seed. I don't want to see... play the next. Yeah, I don't want to see. That. I would think that'd be awesome because the Bulls aren't winning a championship anyway. So go play the best team in the league with no monkey on your back, with no pressure, you're not even supposed to win a game. Can they go take a game off them? I think they probably can cuz I don't trust the Nets. Yeah, but I don't want to see that, man. Let me go see Giannis. I uh, let me go see Giannis. I or don't Philly. think the Bulls land in the 8th seed. I don't think that. I uh, think they get at least 6. They they got to start making up ground, man. Dude, they Time just, is ticking. They just made a uh, Massive blockbuster trade no, and I completely change your team. The no, more I, minutes they yeah. spend together, the better of a team they are. Totally. So it's like the closer we keep getting to the end of the season, the better they are going to be. Yeah. All I'm know? saying is, like, I, I understand it's going to take time for these guys to, like, gel and figure it out but i'm just saying i mean there's only 20 games left man. i know if I we're know. gonna if we're talking about playoffs we're talking about we need to start winning it we can't lose to the hawks yeah. you know when like, Levine dude, is 50 eastern, and there's no john collins that's any we can't lose terrible, that game yeah dude. can't lose that game but dude these eastern conference teams like are not good yeah no I, like, i'm with you man reason that the bulls are sitting down in the 10 seat is because of the roster they had before yes. the trade true so it's like this this 10 seed they're 22 and 29 that's gonna jump up like their win percentage is four thirty one. That's not. It's not going to stay four thirty one through the end of the season. You know, no, what I, I agree. Mean? Because yeah, because their yeah. team is so much better now. Like these, these last couple games, like they're gonna. I promise you, they're gonna win a handful of them, and probably the closer we get towards the end of the season, the more they'll win. Right. So it's like that being said. All right. So like I said, they're twenty two and twenty nine. They're at ten. The Pacers are at nine at twenty four and twenty seven. They're three games or two. Yeah, a couple games back of them. The Knicks are. 26 and 27. They're three games back in the eighth seed. The Celtics are 27 and 26 in the seventh seed. The Heat are 27 and 25 in the sixth seed. The Hawks are 28 and 25 in the five seed. The Hornets are 27 and 24 in the four seed. Yeah. Like, dude, that four seed is within the reach of the Bulls. Because check this out. Not only are they close enough to get it because they're only five games back, 
What of those teams are better than the Bulls, other than the Heat and the Celtics? Well, see, I would love, I would love like a like a five or a four or even a six. Like, I think I, that's where I think six and seven is where it's most. Likely I just to don't want to see Brooklyn. I want to see a team that we could possibly. Well, if we get sneak. seven as of right now, it's Philly. I'd rather have Philly than Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Yeah, I probably agree. But I'm saying, dude, build the wall with Giannis. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? you're right. You're you right. know, you're I right. mean, I don't you're know, right. man. These teams, Philly and Milwaukee. That's fair, but Drew just did sign that extension. True. And I no, true. Now they'd like have no, a I'm real I'm not saying team. they're going to win. I'm just saying it's hey, going to be a know. much more competitive series. That's why, that's why I feel about the Nets. It's like, dude, they're going to get smashed by the Nets. But yeah, like, and they're losing four. I, I, don't don't. Think, I don't think they take a game. Come on. Harden, KD, and Kyrie. I don't believe that all, all those guys play together. Yeah. They've uh, played seven games together in six months. What makes you think randomly some some day a couple months from now they'll all be ready to rock together? I don't believe I, that. Because I just think they've no, nobody to guard any of those guys. I have Sadoransky guarding Kyrie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, What? What are oh, we talking about? Yeah, what are we talking that's about? So I've j- yeah, bro, I got like James Harden getting guarded by Pat Williams, oh a rookie. God, He's like 19. All right, well, here, how about this? If Kyrie's there. Yeah, I mean, true. If he's there. But it's like, dude, Harden's going to play point guard. What, we have Sato on Harden? I, I'm not implying that the Bulls could beat the Nets. Yeah, yeah, no, Don't get me I, agree, wrong. I agree. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we fast forward into the future, if we could click a button and fast forward into the future, and all of a sudden we're sitting here and you're telling me it's game five of the series and they're down 3 1, I'd be like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which game did they take? What yeah. happened? Like, <laughs> who you know? went crazy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. It's kind of cool. And then you roll into next year with a point guard and an actual team that yeah. you had a couple months to construct. And, you know, your Vooch and Levine combo had a little bit of playoff experience and not only did they have playoff experience but they were able to take a game off kd and Kyrie. man that's that builds towards something that's what the warriors were the year before they won yeah, right the year before well, they, they were won, a six seed they were a six seed. when lebron was in miami yeah that last year and they were one bad right. break away from you know from waltzing all the way there yeah so well they like, played denver in the first people, round they beat denver and people yeah. don't like they don't realize like how close teams are and when they're close and like right. so then all of a sudden you take a team like that that maybe maybe if the Bulls fine maybe they get seven and they get Philly can can you take a couple games off Philly yes and then next year you come in with a whole revitalized roster plus Vooch and Levine who are sitting there like dude we just took a game off yeah Philly. yeah totally you know but what it's I'm like dude I don't think that's what the Warriors do. totally I I don't think that they're gonna beat these teams but I I just think give me. Give me these teams where there's noticeable flaws that we know a, that there's a style yeah, that something that we them. can yeah, game yeah. plan against that. Mean. But it's like, dude, Brooklyn, ben, there's, shoot, yeah, Giannis, there's nothing shoot. we can do there's for no Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah. yeah, dude. So I, I don't maybe know, man. You send like, uh, maybe you send, did you watch the Jordan doc? Last dance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We send like that pizza guy. Over to Brooklyn, the guy who poisoned the pizza. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is oh, that my God. Yeah, chance? yeah, yeah. We still don't have yeah. still KD, Kyrie, and Harden, you actually all, all get you guys all poison. have to eat this pizza. Yeah. It's the best pizza in town, I promise. Yeah, it's the best pizza in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You've never heard of it? Yeah, Chicago deep dish style? They're yeah, like, yeah. But I've never heard of this yeah. one before. You're like, it's, it's a good, special. It's amazing. Only real <laughs> Chicagoans know about it. You go ask like D Rose yeah, or something, yeah, they'll yeah. tell you. They'll, yeah. they'll really tell you. Straight from Vooch, Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vooch found it when he got here. He found the best spot. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, the Bulls are there. I'm excited cool, for the Bulls. We just got to figure it out, man. You got to play some goddamn defense. Yeah, it's a fact, <laughs> dude. That's, they suck. I swear to God in my life, I feel like you and me out there, like, 
I might How get, many buckets can we get out there? Uh, in five on five, that's going to be hard because Me, people you, are going to rotate. Mean, okay, so we're playing yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We play the whole game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, who, what team are we on? We're on Atlanta. Because we're playing the Bulls? Yeah. So it's Trey, me, you. So we replaced like Herder and Bogdan. So <laughs> yeah, yeah of, get Herder out of here. Instead yeah, of, yeah. Who played awesome last yeah, night, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Instead of Kevin Herder I'm taking and Kevin Bogdanovich, and I'm Bogdanovich, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's Trey, you, me, John Collins. And Clint Capella. All right. Um, do do I, we win? I think you got like 15 <laughs> points on you. Levine because 50. you can shoot. Yeah, I yeah. have like a broken jump shot right now, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough. But I promise I'm out Trey's there. Trey's going to find me in the corner at I'm some out there point. playing yeah. D, though, bro. I'm out there playing D. I'm trying. Yeah, someone's got to guard oh, Zach Oh, wait, I'm out in the two-hole. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to guard Zach. That's yeah. tough. I'm out here. He's yeah, Someone's got to guard Zach Levine. You He's got what? 50. You know what? I might be sick this game. Yeah, yeah. I might, I might be sick I don't blame game. you, yeah. I might have to come play against a, a little bit of a worse two. Yeah, hilarious, hilarious. I don't think I could. I don't think I could handle that. But no, for real, man. Like I said, watch that whole game. They just score whenever they want. It's it's literally like I. Yeah. I was half joking, but I texted you like, dude, if we were out there for forty eight minutes, we're getting at least one bucket. Yes, at bro, least one. Trey's gonna find me. There's somewhere. no way I'm yeah, not yeah. scoring if I'm on that team. Totally, There's no man. way. Yeah, These guys are waltzing to the hoop. Yeah, they get. 14 foot wide open jump. There's one point where Trey, anybody listen to this who watched the game will remember this too. I think it was in the first, no, maybe it was in the third quarter, early second half. Trey, he's going, he's penetrating, he's driving, and then he slams on the brakes right at the free throw line. And whoever was guarding him kind of just bailed. And they just went under the hoop like to wait for the rebound. And Trey stood there and he like looked around for a pass. He was going to pass it. And then he looked up at the hoop. He realized. I'm 11 feet from the hoop and nobody's within eight feet of me. So he just shot like a little free throw line jumper. Yeah. It went in and he just was like, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, it was so bizarre. Like, they don't even care about trying to yeah, stop the ball or anyone with it. Yeah, someone, someone's got to do something. Yeah, it's tough. Out there in Chicago. Speaking so. of tough, dude. Speaking of tough, we have a little fucking, a little story that we need to cover here. And that's how bad. This Golden State team really is. Uh, and like, all their problems. All right, so, Step Back fans, the ones who have been on the boat since the jump, uh, we uh, we had our first episode. We had a little friendly wager. Um, Steph Curry can drag this team just to the playoffs. They just got to make it. And you were just so confident. Yeah. You oh. were going to die on this oh. hill. I knew the whole time that it was just oh never going to happen. God, never going to happen. You looked me in the eyes when I was talking about the Mavs. And I was like, and what seed do you think they're going to get? And you go, oh, that's not <laughs> happening. They are not a playoff team. And, I, but, and you think the Warriors are. <laughs> well, Luca figured okay, it bro. out. KP figured it out. And, you know, they're playing a lot better. I was wrong about Dallas. Uh Luca's unbelievable. I mean, what do you and want me to say? You're wrong about Golden State. You're wrong about Dallas and Luka's wrong about Golden State. 55-foot step-back jumpers in TD Garden. With guys uh, yeah, I don't know dra- you, with Kemba Walker yeah, draped all over I don't know what you want him. me to do out here, bro. Chris Davis is playing like every eighth day. It's like, yeah. bro, <laughs> stop. So, yeah. so yeah. Chris Davis is 20-9 every four games. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Like, ah. So, this Golden State thing they use, obviously, a trade exception. They go get Kelly Oubre, and they just, they suck. It's probably the worst use of a trade exception ever. And, bro, and I mean that so literally, like, bro, that is the realest shit ever. Because, like, it's so funny because you and I both 
kind of like Kelly Uber. He's not bad. Bro, Kelly he's Uber not cool. only bad for the Warriors, but he's bad for the Warriors locker room. But I'm saying, before this season, you and I, t- talking about Kelly Uber, we're like, he's fine. He's like, yeah, he's an bro, above, he's an athletic he's wing. An yes. average wing. Totally. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, dude, my whole thing is it's like, damn, bro. Like, we spent our trade exception on this. He's demanding a starting role. Time out, time out, time out, time out. What? You want a, You want what? No. It was like over five. Yeah, you bro, you didn't make a three night. for like the first mm-hmm. nine games of the year. Mm-hmm. You want to start with Steph? Dude, You're out of your mind, man. I got like, Draymond. It's like, dude, not only is Kelly Oubre hurting them offensively, but he's hurting them with his with the team chemistry. So it's like, dude, uh, this whole thing is is a train wreck, bro. I mean, this this Warriors thing is crashed and burned so hard. It's, I mean. It's ugly, ugly, ugly. So, back to my original point, though, real quick. This guy just refuses to hold so, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, so and Draymond Green accountable. Ugly, he just refuses ugly, to hold them ugly. accountable. So, as you, as you guys know. It's everyone else's fault. It will never be those guys' Steph fault. Steph has been quadruple teamed, dropping Steph, 41. Steph is sitting out here while losing by 60 points, doing kung fu fighting moves on the sideline. He doesn't care. Draymond Green is not good at basketball. He doesn't have any skills. His only job is to play defense and be the glue guy and get your team on the same page and make sure they're fighting for the right thing, make sure they're a team. That's his only job. Well, he's not locked in. And Steph Curry isn't either because he's out there doing kung fu fighting moves while the while the in-arena broadcaster has everybody was kung fu fighting on the on the jumbotron and Steph Curry's doing all the moves it's like dude you're losing by 58 points and and you can make the argument well yeah that's why he could do this because this game doesn't matter yeah but also do you think it's possible that they're down by 58 points because Draymond Green is no longer the glue guy and these guys are out here just just running around like chickens with their heads cut off and Steph Curry is not the glue guy, he's not helping anyone. He's just out there dropping 75 threes a game, but everyone <laughs> sucks. Hey, bro, you got Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, two guys Those who guys you've suck. known, two guys who you've known don't impact winning. So Steph Curry should have looked at that those those acquisitions and especially Draymond Green, who's like a coach out there, and said, "Okay, these are gentlemen who have high levels of skill sets, but have no idea how to use them." Andrew Wiggins. It's like a career 19-and-a-half-a-game guy. He's not inherently a horrible basketball player. Somebody has to teach him what to do. He you needs, know what I mean? Yeah, but that is what – where is that? Where is? Because we're sitting here. We're, we're bagging on Wiggins. We're bagging on Ubre. We're bagging on everybody, all these scrubs at the end of the no... bench. And all of that's fine. You can bag on all those dudes. That's fair. Those dudes suck. That's legit. But where are these guys to help them? They've always sucked. They, you've known they've sucked. Like I said, Andrew Wiggins is not a scrub. Yes, he sort of is, but he's a 20-a-game guy for his whole career for seven years. Bro. Steph Curry should see that and say, okay, this is a guy with potential. What can I do? How can we make this into there's got to be a thing? And it, it has to be something other than doing kung fu fighting moves while down 58. So Somebody has to hold these guys a little bit accountable. So th- here's my thing, man. They, they're so easy to defend when it's Steph. Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman. I'll, bro, straight up, just everyone guard Steph. Just, we'll leave everyone open. It doesn't matter. Just go guard Steph. At least three yeah, guys. Go yeah. guard Steph. Yeah, we'll yeah. leave three guys open. We yeah. Guard Wiseman on the lob. 
We'll leave the everyone else don't wide guard open. Draymond. Don't, don't guard Wiggins. Don't guard. Oubre. They guard Wiggins a little bit, but not like. I'm fully. leaving Wiggins, bro. You straight up wide open, nah, dog. You can't do that. So you can't do that. Hear me out, though. Thirty-eight percent from three. Yeah, I mean, bro. All I'm saying here is, it is so hard in the modern NBA. For Steph to take these guys, and yeah, they're not bad basketball players. I'm not saying he should take them anywhere yeah, other but than can't. outside of the lottery, dude. Yeah, uh, he's not taking them to the playoffs. John because Morant does more with less. Two seasons in a row now. John Morant has done more with less of a roster than Steph Curry has this year. He has less of a roster than Steph Curry has, and he's done more. Two years in a row, John Morant has done more with less people than Steph Curry has this year. Yeah. I, Facts of life. Yeah, I don't Who know. Who would you rather have, Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre or Kyle Slow-Mo Anderson and the people that Jaws play Yeah, but playing play, they play two different styles of basketball, man. Hey, it's like hey Steph is, you have Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr. Why don't you figure it out? They don't have the kind of personnel over there. And they're able to figure it out with worse players and worse coaching and worse accolades. You have guys who are defensive player of the year, all NBA, MVP, unanimous. What? Because the, the Grizzlies don't have that. All they have is worse coaching, a worse roster, and a worse superstar. And yeah. they're a way better team. It's Yeah, but man, it's it's tough, man, when it's Steph by himself. It's always been tough when it's been Steph by himself. It's He's never been able to do that. Never once in his career, even before Clay got there, could never do it. It's it's hard, man. Steph plays this particular style where he lives and dies by the three. It's very easy to defend when you're throwing four guys at him. So, dude, yeah, Steph is averaging you know thirty points a game. But it's not like they're losing because Steph's getting triple team. That's not why they're losing. Steph's no. shooting forty two percent from deep. Yeah. He's having a good year. He's averaging thirty something a game. Yes, right. He's having a great year. But it's not Steph. It's yes. That's sort of my point. It's sort of my point. It's not Steph's actual on court play. He's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the leader. Right. Right. Andrew Wiggins is twice the basketball player that Kyle Slomo Anderson is. Steph. Fact. Yes. Fact. There's yes. no way yeah. around oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah. Slomo Anderson. I'm not going to debate that. I love Kyle Anderson. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to badmouth Kyle. I've liked Kyle Anderson since UCLA. Yeah. I'm not coming at you, Kyle. That's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is a... Has way more potential to have uh, to be a way better basketball player, but there's still something missing from the Warriors team that that scoring. Grizzlies team has. It's no, scoring. No, it's heart and in a family and being a team. Well, I also that's what think it is. I'm also going to say I'm also going to say that I I agree that Steph needs to be the leader, but that's that's not who he is. It's Draymond. Draymond is then is he needs to be the leader. Fact. He needs to step up. You need to step up and be like, dog. We need some wins out here. Just because Clay is hurt doesn't mean I you can know, bag another I season. I don't know that that's what he needs to do because that's what Jimmy tried to do and it didn't work. There's something else that needs to be done here. Something else about something else about maybe it's about buying into something bigger than yourself. Remember strength in numbers, next right, guy up. Right, right. It's not like that anymore. As you brought up, now it's guys demanding starting roles. So, like, I don't think it's, oh, I need to sit here and teach this guy how to play basketball. I don't think it's what it is. I think it's more, and I'm not even talking about to win a championship. I'm just talking about to not be terrible. Right. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think we need to teach Wiggins and Oubre and these guys how to play basketball. I think it's we need to teach them 
the mentality of what it takes to be on a winning basketball team and to be a part of a team. Well, Ubre and Wiggins have been on two dog shit organizations for their They're, whole career. I know. Their I know. Whole career. That's what I'm saying. You need to teach that. Somebody needs to teach these guys. Right. Like, where's the culture that we built? Where is yeah, that? It's yeah, gone. Yeah. Why? Because three guys, the continuity, the guys who have been there the whole time from the culture being built is only three guys. And those three guys are not doing their jobs in bringing the culture with them. They're just leaving it back there. No, and I agree. And that's their fault. I agree. It's no one's fault but theirs. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I'm with you, man. It's just like, bro, it's like Steph is doing unbelievable stuff night in and night out. And it's like it's tough, man. They they can't get any Ws because Kelly Oubre is one of nine from threes mm-hmm. when he's wide open the entire game. It's like, dude, he's demanding a starting role. Clay is, a, is out. James Wiseman is super underwhelming, way more underwhelming than we ever thought he was going to be. I mean, we thought, damn, as a number two pick, he's going to come in and be 20 and 10. Wrong. That's not what he's done one time this year. I mean, it's been it's been awful, man. And uh, we just got to get Steph some help. And Dude, it's and like, they lost to the Wizards, man. Like, they're out here losing to the Wizards. And I, I they could have won that game. It came down to like a last-second four-point play from Beal off of offensive rebound. Right. It's kind of a fluke win, but like – and like that goes a different way, and we're not sitting here bitching about the Warriors again. But like – no, man, I agree, man. Even if they win that game, bro, I'm still pissed. You need to be they blowing suck. out the Wizards. Yes, dude. You need to be blowing yes, out the yes, Wizards. Yes. If you're a legit playoff team, you go in there at home. All right. How long does this go on for? Yeah, I... Like, do they suck next year? What, does Clay come back and they suck again? Now what? Now, now the, do we have the conversation about Kerr or about moving some of these guys I, or about... I genuinely think... I think when Clay comes back, I think they're still a playoff team. I think they're playoff. They'll be like a five or a six seed, but I, they're not going to go anywhere. In the West? Yeah, they'll probably. The West that got so much better that had teams that weren't in the playoffs now that are the number yes. one team in the league. It's the greatest like backcourt ever. Yes, they're the greatest backcourt ever. Man, that's. Yeah, the greatest backcourt ever. Okay, they're going to we'll go see. in there and they're going to be a playoff we'll see, team. Because you've lost so many bets about this now that I don't even want to make another yeah. bet with you. <laughs> Kelly Oubre, you're killing me, dog. Ah. All right, so, all right, but no, I mean, explain it. We, don't, we won't get into it now. We'll put out the video next week or the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Or no, when they officially, uh, when the season's over. Yeah. But explain what the bet was and uh, so, what happened. Yeah, yeah, let me get back into this. That was a great conversation. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Uh-huh. But, um, dude, I, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, if you guys were watching the first episode, we, we had a little friendly wager saying that if Steph could drag this team to the playoffs – he would have to wear a Steph Curry shirt the entire show and praise Steph Curry and all this other stuff. And if I lost, if Steph doesn't make the playoffs, which is growing increasingly, increasingly more likely by the second. I don't think they can. can yeah, they? I, I don't know. Until they're mathematically out. What are they? That They're the 10th seed. Yeah, they so can. they'll be in the playing game. Yeah, they can. So, um, I... <laughs> Yeah, so growing more and more increasingly by the second, not gonna, so the, yeah, not gonna be a playoff was. team. So I have to go out and explain to the world on Instagram Live how Steph Curry is not an elite point guard, which is gonna kill me because I love no, Steph. No, he's an elite point guard. I want you to explain the how all of his like playoff runs are chintzy. Yeah. Every every accolade he has has yeah, been yeah. kind of like all right, I guess. Every <laughs> championship run. Uh, yeah. I want you to come in and explain how how it's been kind of chintzy. Yeah, so... Uh, so, no, I don't think we should do it on live. I think what we should do is we should make a whole video explaining it. And then I think that we should embed it into the podcast. Yeah. So I think that, like, we should release it on its own on YouTube. Here's a, you know, 10, 15-minute video of Pat yeah. explaining. 
And then I think we should also do it like at the end of that episode where we like just put it. It's in gonna the be video. hilarious. Yeah, it's gonna be hilarious. Rather than Instagram Live, I think we should just put it out on a thing rather than doing it live, so we could really produce it and make yeah. it really good. You know? Yeah, that's going to be hilarious. You yeah, guys need so to watch out for you're, that. You're going to awesome. lose that bet. Yeah, so he's going to come out, and Pat's going to explain everybody. Professor Pat is going to come explain <laughs> everybody why Steph Curry's chintzy and kind of overrated. Uh, well, he's not overrated. He's obviously unbelievable. He's the greatest shooter to ever live. He's one of the most impactful point guards of all time. Yeah. That's not really what I mean. I'm not talking about his skill. I'm talking about the way his career has played out and all the lucky breaks he's gotten along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, All right, dude. Yeah, tough, but the man. Warriors. T- uh, yeah, they they suck, man. They're a dumpster fire. Um, speaking of a team who is not a dumpster fire, um, the other day KD came back. Did you watch that game? Oh, dude, he's he's crazy. Like, bro, it's like I obviously didn't forget, but you forget. Yeah, I know. You know, and I know what you mean. You you watch the game and you're like, you almost you almost forget how easy he makes it look. Oh, every time, bro. You did you see he checks in? Tucks his jersey in, pulls his pants up. You know he's walking over there, walking over to the corner. He walks right to the far right corner, right on the block. And you're like, oh, dude, I know exactly what's happening. Uh-huh, yeah. I know exactly what's coming. I know exactly it, what they're gonna yeah, do. Right down here. screen. Yep. Katie comes right off. off yeah, down, right at the elbow. It right off yeah. the little curl. Yeah, right yeah. off the elbow. From you like thirteen feet away. Back. Yeah. yeah, he leans when he shoots, and his shot, his arm is so high, his release point, and he, it's such a flick. Right. It's such like a flick that like, dude. Between him being seven feet tall, leaning back, shooting from up here, and the little flick, it's like yeah. five things there that make it unstoppable. Yeah, dude. Just, and this guy's just he's just shooting regular jump shots, yeah. but you cannot stop them. Yeah. Off the catch, off the pull up. It doesn't matter. He's you got handles to do yeah, anything. Yeah. And it's unbelievable he gets to the line so much because he's so big. It's like, dude. He played a perfect game. Yeah, he was what? Five of five <laughs> with 18 points? Yeah. You're like, oh my. My God, he came in and shot the ball five times and almost scored twenty on you. So it's like, dude, this is what I, we were talking about this before. Like, there's certain guys who can't fit in to everywhere because, like, what they do is too clunky. Like, LeBron can't fit into everyone what everyone else is doing, everyone else's system because, like, LeBron's play style is too clunky. Like, dude, he needs the ball, he needs to get guys involved. Otherwise, you're only gonna get seventy percent out of him. You right. could get more out of him if you put the right. ball in his hands. So, like, LeBron can't fit in everyone's system because LeBron becomes the system. Yeah, I There's understand. really only one or two guys who I believe truly, genuinely could fit in every single system and make it better. And I think KD is the guy. I think dude. the dude, he, he just fits. There's a reason why he fits so perfectly in Golden State. It's the same reason why you pick him up and you go put him in Phoenix and he fits perfectly there. You go pick him up and you put him well, in. Well, he's just a, he's a bona fide scorer. You put I him mean, in New Orleans yeah, and he's awesome He's there. an elite three-level well, shot creator scorer. He's a bona fide scorer that doesn't need the ball. Yeah. He never needs the ball. Yeah. You watch a whole – we've talked about this so many times, but you watch a whole game and then at the very end of the game when, you know – Kristen, whatever her name is, comes out and does the interviews, the sideline interviews, and the game's over, and the confetti, yeah, and yeah. people are leaving, and they show the the stats always, and you're like, KD at 31? I sat and watched the whole game, and I feel like he had <laughs> 31. Yeah. Dude, it's so easy. It just yeah. comes so easy. Yeah. Whereas like some guys, are, it's exhausting. They fight for everything. LeBron's kind of like that. Luka's Dude, like, like that. Luka fights for everything. So remember KD when, is just <laughs> silky smooth. Remember man. when we first started this podcast, we were sitting in the, in the studio. We were like, dude. At the radio station. Yeah, we were like, dude, if 
LeBron, what if LeBron just shot the ball 50 times a game? Right, yeah. And we were like, dude, can he score 100 points? Like, come on. Like, realistically, like, if 12-minute game, LeBron plays the whole game, all 40 minutes, 48 minutes, whatever, and he goes in there, he takes 100 shots. He shoots every time. How yeah. many does he end up yeah. with? I don't know, but not half of what KD ends exactly. up Exactly. Because KD makes every shot. Totally, bro. It's unbelievable. And it's like, dude, he could literally take any shot on the court. How about that? Guy's there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm right in front of him. My hand is right here. How about it the doesn't matter. Up. How about the pull-up in the finals? Off the dribble. Over, off the oh. hezzy. Yeah, back he to back years. Off the hezzy, dude. And it's that same spot. Dude, he's got man. his hezzy is nasty. Uh -huh. Hezzy pull-up. He pull just up. hangs in the air with the ball. It's uh -huh. like, oh, my the God. He's so lengthy. Tough, dude. Yeah, man. And he's just... He really is. I kind of want to see. I I know this is gonna sound weird, but I kind of want to see how what KD's career ends up at. Like, what if he ends up with like five rings? That means nothing anymore. It's not the same. Yep. See, like, dude, this is a thing. Like, people want to compare like Jordan and LeBron or Kareem and Jordan, and like they use rings, but like, dude, rings in that era was a different thing than totally, we're rings yeah. now. Rings are easier to come by now. You just team up with a couple of other superstars and you'll grab a couple of rings I promise yeah. at some point yeah. you play with a couple of superstars for four full seasons I promise you'll get one so or these two. these championships mean nothing for KD even if he ends up at five where is he all time top five I don't know ten. I have to see how they played out did he is he on other teams with five Hall of Famers because yeah no that means nothing yeah but he's Allen gonna go Iverson, down Allen Iverson's one finals game win is worth more than five of those types of rings. I just, all I'm saying is... Just like I think LeBron's Cleveland ring is worth a billion times as much as any of those chintzy Miami rings. Right. Like, they're cool, they're real. You were there and you contributed, for sure. And they probably wouldn't have won without you. That's fair. Right. But, like, I think that Golden State team wins, probably wins without KD. Yeah. Especially after Kyrie's gone. Once Kyrie demands out. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. You don't need KD to beat that team. It's a chintzy ring, just like the Miami LeBron ones. They're not – they're there. They're always there. They, it happened. I saw you play in those games. Well, the first year – I'll play people. I saw you play in those games. Yeah. But, like, does it really – come on. Does it hit you the same as, like, LeBron's Cleveland one? I, I don't know, It doesn't man. hit me the It's same. just like when KD's ready to hang it up and he's he's done, he's got to be one of the top ten most unguardable forces in the history of Dude, anybody might be the, that's ever might be picked the up greatest a basketball. score. I tweeted the day he came back, the day he was making his return. I tweeted, tonight is the night James Harden's MVP run ends. Right. With the return of the most lethal, silky smooth score I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, That's how it is, bro. You don't win MVP while playing with Kevin Durant, man. Right, yeah. Like... You realize how good this guy is. Like yeah. he, no, you, he's the best scorer I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I don't care about, oh, Jordan averaged 28 as a rookie, and this guy shot this percentage, yeah, bro. No, I, that's no. not what I'm talking about. Just putting about. the ball in the bucket. Right, yeah. right. I'm just talking about like the eye test, man. Like, Bro, I follow advanced analytics, analytics too, man. I also read all the same stuff, and, I, and I'm also on Spectrum and all the other advanced things. Listen, man, it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like my eyeballs. My eyeballs are sitting here telling me, like, dude, the guy's seven feet tall. He's seven feet tall, and he dribbles like a guard and shoots better than Reggie Miller. What are we talking about? It's never, there's never been that <laughs> yeah. before. He's got handles better than, like, more than half the guards in the league. Right, and, like, like, somebody who was his height in the 80s and 90s and prior is a big man. Yeah, right. And somebody who's his height and build is, like, I don't know, I guess a stretch four, like Dirk. But they're yelling at KD to put on more size if he's trying to play the four in the 90s. Like, Ugh. it doesn't exist, man. You don't get a guy like that yeah. who's... So he's basically Richard Lewis 
and Allen Iverson and, and Reggie and Miller. Dirk. Yeah. yeah, what? It makes no sense, dude. He's a stretch wing who's seven feet tall yeah. and dribbles. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, dude, the guy's unbelievable, man. He goes, bro, how about that? I know you've seen, I, I've said this hundreds of times on this podcast, multiple, multiple times, but when you watch these highlights, right, there's certain people that you just watch their highlights and you're like, oh, what? what? Where they and, look different than other everyone else. Yeah, but else's it's like, highlights. bro, I, I'll sit there and watch a 10 minute highlight video, Kevin Durant. I wouldn't do that first. I mean, maybe for Steph Curry, but I mean, like, for like, you know, you know what I'm saying? John Wall, would you sit there and watch a 10 minute clip on John Wall? No. No. Bradley Beal, eh. You know, KD, you're like, because oh. I, un- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. You Have you seen the one where he, he crosses? It's not even like he does flashy move because, like, Steph and Kyrie, you watch them because yeah, they yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah. that you've never seen anyone do totally. before. Like the ball handling moves. Right, and right, all that right. Stuff. But, like, KD's not like that. He's doing the same moves. Hezzy, cross, cross, right. dribble, pull up. Like, he's doing the same moves we've seen for decades. It's just doing them differently where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You could take all five guys and go chase this guy around. He's still just going to keep ripping these shots and making them. Have you seen the one where he's in OKC and he hits, I want to say it's like Tiago Splitter or something, but he hits him with like a nasty in and out. And he goes up and he literally just dunks it on the guy. Whoever's under the basket just remember. gets body bagged. Body bagged. Like, it's bad under there. He's flexing into the camera. It's like, oh, my God. Like, dude, the fact that he can just reach out and just put the ball in the basket because he's, he's seven, seven feet, feet tall. tall. Yeah, man. yeah, man. It's like, dude, uh, uh, it's it's pretty – yeah, it was it's pretty ugly. But I am I kind of want to see what Kevin Durant's career ends up as. What if he ends up with eight rings? You know, I mean, dude, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. It's so weird because like, how do you compare that to like Michael's six? Yeah, it's, it's you know? hard, man. How I do agree. you compare LeBron's to Michael's when like LeBron got them a different way? How do you compare? How do you compare someone who went to multiple different organizations and created mul- and brought multiple all stars with him each time to someone who stayed home and had to build through trades in the draft? You know what I mean? Because, like, it's hard to sustain being good because you don't get draft picks when you're good. Right. You don't get – you don't have value on the bench when right. you're good. It's it's like a di- – it's hard. It's really hard. It's it's different. That's what I'm saying. Like, com- comparing Bill Russell's rings to any modern NBA player or even Jordan's rings to any modern NBA player, it's like it's hard to do. It's hard, it's hard for me – it's hard for my brain to, like, compare them. Like, I don't understand what it's – where it is like you know what i'm saying like right dirk's one ring is probably worth more than all of kevin's right now I how mean, many does kevin have kevin has two yeah yeah dirk's one is worth way more. if kevin had four of the from golden state dirk it would be about equal for me yeah dude i, I think one real one like dirk's and like you know Right, Kobe's right. is equal to like three or four chintzy ones. You yeah, know? dude. I I don't know. It's but it's subjective. Like I don't know. I don't yeah, know totally, how to judge totally, it. I don't yeah. know what the it's, number it's, is to make them equal. You totally. Know? It's it's whack because well, it's not whack, but it's like it's weird because of this whole new NBA thing where all this player empowerment. Yes, so. exactly. It's hard to compare because like I don't know like if J- Michael Jordan would have played with his exact skills against the exact guys that he played against, where he's so much light years ahead of them. But they played in an era of player mobility like today right. so that 
Charles and Hakeem and everybody can. Yeah, com- can you imagine if Mike, Charles, and Hakeem all No, I'm saying, up? what if those guys team up like Golden State and that's like the what Nets I'm saying. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. The way Golden State teamed up and the way the Nets teamed up to beat LeBron. What if yeah. all those legends from Michael's era teamed up to beat him? Yeah. Would he have six rings? You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard it's for very me to. Strange, it's hard yeah. for me to compare the modern NBA with player mobility and how many rings they end up with. To like that era because I don't really understand how it would play out if they each had to play by yeah, each other's so rules. Yeah, it's so hard to compare. I hate the compare game. Right, because they don't play yeah. by each other's rules. If they totally. played by each other's rules, you'd, it would be much easier to compare. But like, yeah, it's right. hard. Now, I can compare it to I'm blue in the face. Who's a better player? That's totally, fine. Yeah. But when you're asking me to compare like their careers and how they it's played impossible. out. It's impossible. Greatness and rings. And yeah, impossible. it's too hard. It's yeah, too it's hard impossible. Because I don't know, like, I don't know what you're looking for. Totally. I could say who's better at dribbling and better at finishing with their left hand and stuff like that. Like the skills of basketball you can compare. But right. like it's too hard to compare like legacies and greatness and rings. Like I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, all right, dude. Uh, yeah, but Katie's awesome. He's filthy. And I, I just I – don't, I don't want to be rooting a, like on the, for the team that he's playing against. It's totally, awful totally. experience. It's yeah. an, this dude it just puts daggers in your heart <laughs> all the time. Yeah, man. It it's awful. It them up, yeah. Um, all right, so, yeah, dude. KD, shout out the Nets. Those guys are wicked. They're rolling. Um, we have some Nets merch. Pretty soon dropping for anybody uh, who's interested in the Nets. Yeah, we're going to try and make some awesome new t-shirts here. Yeah, we got merch. Yeah, yeah we we're got. working on it. So give us a couple weeks and stuff yeah. like that, and we'll have cool news to tell you guys. Um, dude, the, you see Tatum drop 53 the other night? Yeah, they suck. They do suck. But you, he's just ice. Dude, his like move set, his bag, if yeah, you will, totally. is awesome. Dude, I want him to just be more consistent. I, I feel like mean. that's his problem. Well, dude, did you see the Perkins thing? Kendrick Perkins called him out, and Jason Tatum did a whole thing about it. I heard, you hear all of it, but you listen to none of it. Like, dude, he did that in response to what Perkins said. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Hilarious. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go feel his 53 and 10. Yeah, yeah, with ten boards yeah, and the dunk, awesome. yeah, one, nice. too. and That's, OT, stressful. Yeah, yeah so the fifty three <laughs> isn't really as big because it's OT. You had yeah. an extra couple minutes there, totally. But still, the win is the most important. You got it in a win and a ten boards. That's, That's a huge game. Um, Old Depot, dude, that sucks, right? You oh, see that? Man, he's hurt again. He's dude, you see him hurt. boom one? Yeah, nasty in the flex. Oh right my after. god, dude, yeah. I. Old Depot's been one of those guys that are like, I like him, I don't like him, I like him, I don't like him, I don't know what to think. I'm, I'm out. I out. root for him. He seems like a great guy. I love that he's an awesome singer. He comes out with a microphone. He's like yeah, a yeah. gospel. He's got like a cool thing. I like him. He seems like an awesome guy. But, you know, yeah, I, I never know. Like You got to play, dog. Yeah, I never know how I, <laughs> like what I think of his game. Yeah. That being said, when he boomed that one. Yeah, awesome. Oh, oh, oh. It probably felt so good for him to get that out. And then he goes just right back to the locker. I know. So now he's hurt. So it's his knee again. So it's. But this one isn't as bad, though. They, they said he'll, he's staying home. He's not traveling I mean, with the I team. I mean, I guess, whatever. He's hurt again. He's it's not like, traveling. Dude, I need you to play, bro. I need you to play. I traded assets. <laughs> yeah. Play. Yeah, but Please you can't play. help it, man, if you just get a real injury. I know what you mean. Uh, so he's out. He's going to miss their uh, their road trip. He's not traveling with the team. He'll yeah. be reevaluated after. So it seems like he'll be okay. It seems like it's more of a minor thing. But, yeah, that sucks. Um, dude, speaking of injuries. Patrick Beverly breaks his hand. Clippers have won four straight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so like dude. The Clippers have been looking, as I said two weeks ago and last week, I've been making it a point to talk about the Clippers on this show. Right. Because everyone has written them off. Right. And I'm like, dude, you guys aren't wa- – they're a better team than you guys are giving them yeah. credit for. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of on the boat where it's kind of like, dude, do you have them in your Western Conference Finals? 
who who goes to Western Conference Finals? This is what we were talking about last night, me and my roommates. I don't know. Let me let me think about it. Let me get back to you like five minutes. Let me think about it. Yeah. Keep keep going. Okay, because it's like, dude, the Clippers are obviously. I mean, they you know that whole Rondo thing is obviously. I mean, helping a lot, dude. You know who's really nice to me off their bench? Patrick Patterson. It's so Always nice has to me, been, bro. Dude. He just stands out there in the corner, and Rondo just finds ways to yep. get him the ball and the kickouts. And he's, he's like wide open he's one of those, all game. He's one of those stretch fours who knocks down corner threes his whole career. He's like P.J. Tucker. Yeah, bro, You know what I mean? He's, awesome. he's just like He's PJ just too Tucker. big. He's too big. Yeah, yeah. But he reigns, dude. Yeah, he's like P.J. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. He's an excellent corner three shooter, yeah. too. Clippers got to show me, dog. Well, yeah, dude, it sucks, too, because like, they finally started to pick up steam here. And they know that the whole world feels that way, right. you know? Yeah. Like, they know the whole world knows that their roster is good enough to win a championship, and they've underperformed since the day that they've been put well, together. Well, they don't have Lou Will anymore. They traded Lou true. Will. That's true. Um, and he smoked a layup last night that I thought was going to matter against the Bulls back when it was like a two-point game. Yeah. And he I was like, oh, bucket. no, Lou! Yeah. But then I ended up pulling ahead anyway. But I got a little nervous for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, it's tough because they finally started to get some momentum here. As I've been saying, man, this Clippers team needs to play. They need to play together. They need to be on the floor getting the kind of, you know, familiar with each other, man. And, like, it's just not good for them to have – so Patrick Beverly breaks his left hand. He's, so he's only out three or four weeks, and obviously, like, we all know Patrick Beverly is not their you know, point guard, yeah. Right, but he is an important piece of their, like – you know how he is, man. He's an agitator, and he's a, he's like the emotional guy, you know? Right. Like, you remember in the playoffs last year when he's sitting on the bench, clapping? Yeah, yeah. Like, missing free throws. Yes. Like, dude, like, they need, they need, like, that from Patrick Beverly. And, like, dude, Patrick Beverly just gets a new role on the bench and coming and contributing off the bench, and now he's hurt. Now it screws up their rotation even more. Like, dude, this is not good for them. So he's out a couple of weeks, three to four, they said, or at least the report said. It's often wrong, the first report, but, yeah, dude, it's not good. But, I mean, dude, they're a good basketball team. They won four straight. Paul George. Oh, yeah, I mean. I got a question for you. When Paul George retires, who, who, what jersey are you picturing? Probably, I don't know. It I depends. have no idea. It yeah, depends, it depends how the rest of his career yeah. plays out. It, it probably depends on today? this year. What if he retired today? You're just picturing Indiana Paul George all yeah. your life? Probably same. I don't even <sighs> picture this. Even though he had his... Best year ever with Russ. Yeah. Finished third. Oh, in yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. 30 a game. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, the whole like, in MVP race. has been weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. And we've said that about a couple of different guys on the yeah. show, but I agree. All right, dude. Uh, what else do we got here to get into? Oh, we got a couple more things I want to talk about, dude. Um, So the Hornets, dude. They beat the Bucks the other day. The Bucks had no starters, but the Hornets are still sitting in the four seed. With that's them. what I was trying to tell you, man. Devontae Graham, I mean, no LaMelo Ball, just stay afloat. Dude, I said, you're like, yeah. you're like, what is going to happen? I'm like, mm, that team is done. Yeah, it's no, over. No. No. Yeah. They're Miles Bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Legit, I'm telling you. Dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, and I they didn't... sort of have like the next man up thing where like yeah, guys Gordon, are always in and out of the lineup and it doesn't really matter. I was relying on Gordon Hayward, but I think Gordon Hayward just got hurt. He sprained a th- mm-hmm. wrist or a finger or something. And it's like, dude, that's, what I'm saying, but that's a big really, loss. That doesn't a big really loss. matter for them, though. No, that's a big loss. Because the Gordon Hayward one is, is a big is loss. Is he their because, leading scorer? Yeah, or one of them. I mean, he generates a lot of offense for them. So, I mean, that's a big loss. But, uh, I mean, Bridges, P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, if all these guys yeah, kind of figure it out. Four weeks with a sprained foot. Yeah, it's tough, bro. Four weeks, man. 
This guy, I, I kind of feel bad for Gordon Hayward. Same. Like, there's the part of me that's like, dude, the guy's cashed in money since the day he was born. Yes. Fine. In that regard, I don't feel bad for him. But, like, in the regard that, like, dude, we all, the reason that we're sitting here right now is because we just grew up basketball fans. Right. Like, if I could have been a professional basketball player, I would have loved it. I just yes. sucked. Yeah. If I didn't sucked, yeah. if I didn't suck, that would have been awesome, right? Totally. All these guys want to do is just play basketball. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Uh, like, as much as like we, we just hoop, guys, dog. Yeah, yeah they just want to hoop. We, we might <laughs> we make fun of these guys. Like, I need you to play. We do make fun of them, but like, there's a part of it like on a human level. It's just like, dude, it sucks. Yeah. Like you don't. I spent so many years just bitching about Derrick Rose not playing, but it's like this kid is from Chicago, dude. He got drafted by his home's town team you don't yeah. think he all he wants to do his whole life's dream just is play just, in the uc yeah. yes come on it's like dude these guys is you know you start to feel bad when somebody like gordon hayward it's like dude every time it's something else um yeah dude but they're nice dude they're pretty nice like we were mentioning before, i hope we, they stay afloat and Lamelo can come back and they could see yeah what that'd, happens, be, so. that'd be cool um yeah because he said he's not necessarily 100 percent done so um yeah we talked about the east a little bit and where the bulls are and so yeah man the hornets are in four the hornets are the four yeah that's we'll nice. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, speaking about a team that's not in the fourth seed, um, but they are really damn good, and that's uh, the Phoenix Suns, man. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, they're they're one or two games back from the best record in the league. I yeah, mean, they just they, beat them the other night. Yeah, Michael Bridges is awesome. I mean, CP is just continuing to be awesome. Yeah, what's up with uh, uh, CP for so that's MVP? My, that's my question, man. It's like, dude, I, I in my book, it's the Lakers. Lakers are going to Western Conference Finals, uh -huh. but they have to play someone. Yeah. Who? And, like, all these teams are good, man. Yeah. Like, Utah, Utah is go? really good. Just, Phoenix is really, really good. Yeah. Like, ah. Like, last year they went through – a depleted Portland team. Well, the Lakers a are small Houston team. Yeah. Like, dude, a Denver team that wasn't ready. Like, dude, this year, I don't know. I think that this year's Phoenix Suns and this year's uh, Utah Jazz beat last year's Portland, Denver, and Houston team. The same yeah, road that the Lakers took to yes. the finals, I think the Phoenix Suns and the Utah, Utah Jazz do would do that yeah, yeah. easily. They would smoke those teams. Yeah, I so agree. I think like yeah, it's tough. I don't know. That's why you said who's gonna make the Western Conference Finals. I was like, I don't know. Give me a minute. I still don't really have an answer, dude. Yeah. I really don't know. I guess I'm just counting on last year, or I'm I'm thinking about how good last year's Lakers team was, and I'm thinking about LeBron's greatness. It's got to be enough to get you to the Western Conference Finals, right? Who else gets there? I don't know. I don't know if it's Phoenix, Utah, Clippers, Denver. I have no idea. Well, the Lakers are going to have to eliminate either Utah or Phoenix. They're going to have to go through one yeah. of them. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to so, be wild, man. So like AD and LeBron are about to come back. So uh, what's up with LeBron's? Uh, did you read LeBron's Instagram post the other day when he? Yeah, with him and AD. Hysterical. Yeah. This guy's so over the top. Bro. <laughs> Everything he does is like an, an advertisement for himself. Yeah, bro. He's so ridiculous. Yeah, he's got a massive ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is what he writes. So he's got the picture. Here, I'll, I'll hold it up. I don't LeBron know if this LeBron is an egomaniac. I don't know if you could see it here. I don't know if you could see the photo. It's LeBron and AD sitting at the scorer's table like cheering on their team. And LeBron captions it. The weatherman says the weather's changing soon, and, it, and he predicts a thunderstorm is coming. Folks, prepare and take the proper safety measures and precautions <laughs> to stay safe. Like, dude, this guy's so over the yeah, top. Bro. Skip Bayless did a hilarious thing about man. When I saw that, 
I almost just wanted to go to bed because I thought like, man, if I stay awake in my house walking around, I might turn a corner and then boom, there's LeBron and then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea of a storm is coming yeah, yeah, is who yeah. somebody like Skip has got to be like, oh no. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, well done. Well done on everybody's part. That was just oh, a hilarious. Man. Well done. But yeah, dude, they're coming back. I think the, they said end of the month, right? End of April. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, AD, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about AD. Is he, that Achilles is... Uh it's not good. I Do you mean, think that they're just doing the same thing? Are they just being super? Because it's the same injury that KD had yeah, before. Yeah, but he, I, they said AD was going to be out like a couple weeks, and we're right. in like two months now. It's but it's like, the ugh. same injury that Kevin Durant had when he went back and tore his Achilles. Yeah. Is the idea like, dude, we don't give a shit about these games. I cannot have you tear your Achilles. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Like, I literally don't care. If you need to be out three months, if we lose this title because yeah. you need to be out, but we win the next two... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I'm not sure what yeah. the idea is, but it it's makes me be, a little nervous. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be very weird. I, we just got to get these guys back on the floor playing. It's like, dude, I mean, I got coups out here, and it's like, it's super tough. So, I mean, we'll see Drummond, LeBron, and AD. We'll see what they can do, and, you know, we'll see. But these guys got to be healthy, man. They got to play. So, you know. Yeah, and, like, uh, man, uh, I don't really trust the East. Like, I don't trust those top three teams. The only three teams that are ahead of the pack, because the East is just everyone's tied. Four through ten. They're all one game apart. But one, two, and three is Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, and Milwaukee Bucks. I don't trust either, any of those teams. Yeah, right. I don't trust any of those teams. Yeah. So, like, if it really comes down to it, like, other than Brooklyn just having so much firepower, still don't trust them. But, like, if it really comes down to it, and it's one of these Western Conference teams, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Suns, right. I think might beat any of these Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. Are we sure that the Phoenix Suns can't beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a final series? Because yeah. I'm not sure of that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think if Brooklyn falls apart, then it's wide open. And, yeah, and I don't trust them. Yeah. As I've been saying since the day yeah, they know. got put since the day it was oh Kyrie and KD two max slots in Brooklyn yeah, yeah, in the yeah, tunnel. Yeah. Since that day I was like I don't trust this at all. <laughs> These are the two softest, goofiest, flakiest guys, like the most aloof players in the ever, NBA. Ever, yeah, like yeah. I don't trust this. They're going to go to New York and deal with the Brooklyn media. Yeah, okay. Like I just I haven't trust this from the from the jump, dude, from Jump Street. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I think Brooklyn still gonna run through it until probably yeah yeah probably but until you know they can't yeah though? totally do you know what i'm saying like i probably agree yeah. and like if i had to put you know a th go in my bank account and pull out a thousand dollars and put it on the table right now on it a would team, be brooklyn it's probably gonna have to be brooklyn but like dude there's still that part of me it's like ah i've seen teams that were the best roster in the league not have it yeah 2011 you know what i mean it's yeah. happened in every sport just like you've seen teams that aren't the best team in the league have it. They're riding on something. The Ray Lewis Ravens that won in his right. last year. The Peyton Manning Broncos. There are teams that are just... And then just like that, there's the opposite, where the team is so much firepower, and they just... You just know it's not it. That ain't it. It's like the, it's like yeah. the 2011 Dallas Heat thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know that I trust this team. Maybe I'm out of my mind and they beat everyone by 60 every game that's possible certainly possible it's possible yeah i have no clue but i'm just saying i don't trust these eastern conference teams like i trust the western i think the jazz are better than the nets oh they play like a insane. real team they're a real team that's insane do you watch them yeah no i do Dude, they're the best team i've seen in terms of team well golden state was an awesome team but 
Dude, they're like prime and, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. They're deep, and they get everyone involved. And the I ball know what you mean. movement yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, dude, the ball movement will, <sighs> ball movement will get you excited. Yeah, like totally. you literally like watching a team that passes the ball like that makes you feel awesome. When you're watching the ball swing around like totally, that, totally. you're literally just watching it like, oh my god, nobody's beating these guys because they play this brand of basketball. Yeah, they get everyone involved, man, and. Uh, I mean, God, Utah's going to be – I don't know, though. Obviously, I'm saying yeah, yeah. they're not better than the Nets. Totally. You know what I mean, yeah, though. Yeah. I'm saying, like, As their team, team – yeah. Yes, it's like, shit, do we know that that Nets team can beat these guys? Because I don't know that. Yeah, That's totally. all I'm saying. Totally. That's all I'm saying. It's like, I, I just, you know, God, man. Some of these Western Conference teams have gotten so much better. Totally, They've yeah. They've gotten so good. Yeah, I don't really trust any of those top three Eastern it's Conference gonna be, teams. It's going to be a battle, Do you man. trust the Sixers? No. Against any of these Western Conference no. teams, if they make it to the finals, no. do you trust the Sixers against the Suns or the Jazz? No, me neither. Do you trust the Bucks? Yeah, but I don't even think the Suns or the Jazz are going to get there. But I'm using them as an example yeah, because yeah. we think they're not as good as the other Western right. Conference teams. So I'm saying, do you even trust the the top Eastern Conference teams against the second tier Western Conference teams like the Suns and the Jazz? Yeah, probably not. I think the Suns and the Jazz beat the Bucks and the Sixers in the finals series. In I the agree finals? with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's really the Nets. It's the Nest. It's the Nets or it's the West. Yeah. You know? Literally. Play yeah. the field or the Nets. Yeah. I'll probably take the uh I might take the field. Oh, it's tough. I might take the field. Yeah, give me the I Nets. might take the Jazz, dude. Yeah, give me the Nets, dog. How awesome would a Jazz Nets finals be or a Suns Nets finals and then see the Western Conference team win? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be like poetic justice to be like, you took all these guys and you stacked them on this team with Dan Tony and totally. Steve Nash. And we took this team who we got one guy who's decent. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just team ball. And we smoked you guys. That would be poetic justice, dude. dude. Yeah, that would be crazy. I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be super hard. I mean, you know, that team is stacked, so well I mean like all right, so let's talk about let's let's jump into here. Before we take off here, let's talk about the conference let's talk about the standings, dude. So like the East one, two, three is Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Yeah, all those teams suck except for Brooklyn. Okay, so you don't even want to talk about the East because you don't care about it. Yeah, anything. yeah. All right. If the season ended today, Jazz are one, Suns are two, Clippers are three, Nuggets are four, Lakers are five, Blazers six, Mavs seven, Grizzlies eight. So if it ends today, the Jazz play the Grizzlies in the first round. Who you got? Jazz? Jazz. Suns play the Mavericks. Who you got? That's a good series. Luka. Ooh. So you're taking the two-seed Suns fall in the first round. Okay. Yeah, Luka, dog. Yeah, Luka. Clippers play the Blazers in the first round. Who you got? Clippers. Okay. And Lakers and Nuggets. Lakers. Okay. So then I guess moving on, we would have, let's see, let's think. It'll be. We have the Jazz versus the Mavericks? Yeah. Who you got? Jazz. Okay. You got Lakers, Blazers and Lakers? Lakers. In, uh, in five. Lakers in five. Or, no, it would be Lakers, Clippers. Lakers, and Clippers, and then. Uh, yeah, Lakers, Jazz. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who you have in. Um, and it, my East Western Conference Finals is Lakers, Jazz. So you don't like the Clippers or the Nuggets? No. And you think the Mavericks don't have enough to come out of like the lower part of the bracket? No. Okay. So, you, so really, outside of the Lakers, who do you have the most faith in? The Jazz? Yeah, I also don't want to see Luka. The Jazz are 39 and 13, bro. Yeah, no, I I agree, They're but They're 23 and 2 at home. Luka's the best is like a top 3 player in this conference in the league. Yeah, I agree. So like he like 
You got you got to worry about him. Bro. I don't like, care what yeah, seed yeah, he is. He can, he can come in as a ten yeah, seed. Yeah, bro, he'll come in and give you 50, 12, and ten. That's fair, yeah. but like, dude, the Jazz. This is what I'm saying, man. Like, dude, they're twenty. They're twenty three and two at home. Yeah, they've won like twenty three in a row. At like, home. you realize that this is just a really, really good basketball right, team. Right, right. Like it almost greatly coached, depth, right. everything. Quinn yeah. Snyder, yes, and the yeah, man. Like all the AT. They're so well coached and like their X's and O's are so there. Like they don't rely on anything other than just like doing things right. right. And I think that those teams are so dangerous, man. I think that they're way more dangerous than teams who rely on. Like, I just think a they're guy. gonna burn out. They're gonna burn out. Yeah, yeah, it's possibly. Who do you who would you like in the Jazz or the Suns in a series? Probably Phoenix. Really? You got I, CP's veteran. Yeah. I just think Luca. They it's a bad matchup for them. They no, have nobody I said, to guard Luca. No, I no, said the Jazz. I'm, yeah, and the yeah, Sun. that's what I'm saying. So oh, so you're saying that's why you chose them yes, over them? Yes, yeah. So over it's them. like yeah. Okay. So but like CP, I think beats Utah in a playoff series just because he's got he's a vet. Yeah, know? and he's Chris Paul, and he knows yeah. exactly how to win and where to put guys. And, totally. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I like that this year. It's not Lakers Clippers one two. Yeah. I liked it. The Jazz and the Suns are here. Super Thank cool. God, we have other markets yeah, totally. that are competitive. That are, we are sitting here having a conversation. Absolutely. If it's possible that they could win the title, yeah, that would be awesome. Phoenix, that would be awesome. And Utah, yeah, bro. When we started this show, when it was on the radio station, when yeah. we were doing it on the radio show, one of the first points I ever made was. I'm not convinced that Phoenix could ever win a championship yeah, because of the market yeah. and their ability to land players. I was like, I'm not convinced that these small market teams like this can ever win a title. Yeah. That was Monty, one of the dude. first pa- points I ever made to you. And now yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, they're, they're two games back on the number one team in the NBA. Yeah, it's awesome. The Phoenix Suns. It's awesome, man. We, we finally hit a cool spot where like, dude, there's a little bit of parity in the NBA. And totally. it's not based on because guys decided every team's going to get two superstars. No, it's because the Jazz are fucking awesome, man. Yeah, dude. And the Suns are awesome. Yeah, they're, they're just they're legit, good bro. They're just straight up a good basketball team. Yeah. That's awesome. Two great coaches. I mean, yes, yeah, they're yes. going to be Love sweet. Love that Monty. Dude, Quinn. Oh, man, you're totally right. Dude, that's what it comes down to. You get, like, the right personnel and you get a coach who knows what to do. And all of a sudden you take, like, a lottery team and you make them one of the best teams. Yeah. You get like a point guard who knows what to do and a coach who knows what to do and you leave the team the same and they just all of a sudden are just awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. It's, it's crazy, wild, dude. dude. CP, dude. Unbelievable. Shout out CP, man. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Um, as always, make sure you guys are following along, social media, all of the uh, links for the merch and where to follow us on, on social media are all in the description under the YouTube video. Um, anything, dude? Peace. Later. Later.